This episode is sort of a case study of how a manufacturer can work with an agency and the agency utilizes Solozo to help optimize the ads for the client. And we, we had, this was a fantastic guest. Uh, we had Nick Minicucci from eAccountable, who's an agency that works with us uh, at Solozo. And then we had one of their clients, Michael Clark, uh, who's VP of Marketing at Sheffield Pharmaceuticals on and we're just able to talk about how we all work together to, to really bring them a lot of success on Amazon. And they were new to Amazon not too long ago. They were sort of a forward-thinking manufacturer who jumped on. So this was this was a really great conversation. Yeah, I enjoyed getting uh, Michael's thoughts and inputs, especially from the manufacturer side. Uh, different perspective, different mindset. Um, and you could tell that he's really passionate now about Amazon and likes to learn about it. And that's where he his team... They lean on e-accountable e to kind of keep them up to date. So very good thought processes. And, and I love the information that you provided in this, this podcast. Yeah, really, really good. If you're a manufacturer out there or if you're a brand that's not quite on Amazon, but thinking about it or you're doing it, but you don't feel like you're doing it right. This is going to be a great episode for you just to listen to how how Michael was really forward thinking in, in getting on and adopting early to Amazon space. But then quickly seeing how much work it took and then oh then forward thinking again to go to a team of experts like eaccountable and then how eaccountable obviously uses solozo to uh, take a lot of their workload off their shoulders too it's just a really great conversation a case study of a lot of people working together to have success on amazon so let's dive into the interview Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 75 of Two Amazon Sellers and a Microphone, brought to you by Solozo. Today's episode is going to be really fun. It's a little bit different, a little bit more unique than what we normally do. We've got a couple of great guests on here. Uh, we've got Nick Minicucci from eAccountable. What's up, Nick? How are you? Hey, Dustin, Chris. How are we doing, guys? Good to see you again. And we have also Michael Clark from Sheffield Pharmaceuticals on as well. And so we're really excited about this because this is sort of um, everything coming full circle. Uh, E-Accountable uh, is an agency. Sheffield Pharmaceuticals works with E-Accountable and E-Accountable uses Solozo to help automate advertising for their clients. So we're really excited about talking about just the different stories, how we kind of all came together and, and how we work together. So this is going to be really, really fun. Um, so, and Nick, thanks for putting this together. I appreciate it. Absolutely. That. Yeah. Happy to do it. <laughs> the first thing that we noticed, uh, we were talking a little bit before we went live is, you know, we're here in Kansas city, home of the, uh, the greatest football team in the world, the chiefs and Michael diehard, uh, Tom Brady fan up there. He's up there in Rhode Island and it's just and then we got Nick. You're a Raiders fan, so you're going to be bottom dweller of the AFC West for the next uh, quarter century. <laughs> That's actually <laughs> probably Vegas. accurate. They're all fine. They got Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So it's always always fun to talk football. But let's let's get in and let's let's talk shop. Uh, Michael, love to start with you. We'd love to sort of we were talking beforehand, just sort of giving us a story of your company what you guys do, and then sort of how you realized you needed to transition to e-commerce and Amazon. Um, yeah, um, I'm the, well, I'm 
I've been with Sheffield now for about five years. Uh, I am the vice president of marketing and product development. Prior to that, I spent 14 years at CVS Pharmacy hmm. in a like uh, in a like job where I we launched we launched brands and sometimes you knew that they were store brands and sometimes you didn't. So you had to do some really good branding, really good product positioning. And we I had a luxury unlike any other. I, I would go through uh, monthly walkthroughs of what every what are, what the leading CPGs were doing and learning why they were doing it. And and you know retail, you know, we launched over a thousand items a year. Um, in a f- stretch wow. of four years, we, we clocked in easily over 4,000 uh, items in every category that's in a drugstore. So you learned a lot. And mm-hmm. when I left CVS and got to Sheffield, uh, I you know started to help them understand how to get uh, more unique products into retail, uh, potentially higher price points, um, and become more of a strategic partner with the retailer uh find more white space and so since though and i know my title says vice president of marketing i am not a traditional marketing person because i was born and bred inside a retailer so Uh my marketing background is more uh, uh, revolved around uh, marketing where there's already existing foot traffic so swaying Uh people's decisions while they're already in a purchasing mode um so what scared me is when I got out there in the in, outside of the retailers, how much money people spent on marketing that they really couldn't see uh, a, a, a lift or they couldn't see a direct correlation to the spend for the lift. So um, I was getting some pressure, not well, some, uh, you know, people were saying inside, you know, we really want to maybe we should go e-commerce. So maybe we should oh, oh, open up our own, uh, our own e-commerce site. And, and and after I did all the research of how much a heavy investment that is, um, I said, well, why would I want it? To me, going to Amazon was like a no-brainer uh, because the customers are, the, the customer, when they find you, like in retail, they're already motivated to purchase. They're there for a reason. They're not on Google looking for, you know, someone on Google who types in acne, um, they could be looking to get educated about acne, not purchase mm-hmm. acne. Um, uh, someone who types acne into Amazon, they're going to buy. They're going to want to buy. So that makes complete sense that you're spending your money in a tighter circle where the foot traffic already is. And to me, it was like going to Amazon was like, well, why would I want to open up a mom and pop drugstore down the street from like a CVS pharmacy. That's what it felt like to me when I said, I'm going to do my own e-commerce outside of Amazon. The foot traffic is already going to Amazon. Mm-hmm. So uh, I thought it was a smart play to get involved in. Um, I thought Amazon was a retailer, <laughs> uh, just like anything. So I came in with my cocky retailer experience saying this is what's going to work, this is what's not going to work, blah, 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 blah. And I quickly learned they're not a retailer. Um, and I don't even know if I'm going to use the, the my description of this correctly, but I always felt that they're a computer program, essentially. Hmm. So the analogy I give my friends when they say, well, you don't really do a lot of retail now. I, no, 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 we do. 
but my focus is on Amazon. And when I try to explain to my old time retail retailers or manufacturer friends, because I had many, many connections in the manufacturing world, I explained to them that imagine you're looking at a shelf like you would in a retail store. Let's say you're looking at first aid. Okay. Well, that's just a keyword in Amazon. But mm -hmm. now, uh, it, it, retail retail is super hard in some areas, but it's also easy, easier in others. And it's easier in the sense that you ship 30,000 units or 100 units, and it's all up to the retailer at that point. You know, it's all up to product placement, the shelf, the place, all, all of this, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but with Amazon, what started to scare me <laughs> was depending on what you're doing that moment, depending on what you're doing that day, imagine now that shelf is like a page or a page listing and that product, which was, was on your, which is the coveted front eye level shelf now has disappeared. And it's now down to the third shelf. Now it's down to the bottom shelf. Now it's gone. And now it's in the back room. Now it's <laughs> not in the store. Now there's no way to someone to quickly find it. And that's when I started to realize the value of an e-accountable and the knowledge that they carry, because that's when I knew I was out of my depth. Um, um, and, and I needed, not to insult anyone, I needed a bunch of really good nerds to help me <laughs> fix this up because we had really good product. We had a really good system to develop new items. We had a really good... Uh, Sheffield is much more flexible than an average manufacturer. Uh, I know this. I know all of them. They're willing to do new and innovative, different stuff, white space opportunities, we call it. But we didn't, you know, but if you can't be, again, let's just go back. If you can't be discoverable, mm -hmm. <laughs> then you don't, you know, you're done. So that's why, uh, uh, and we, we, we had early on some different people working with us. Um, and and Nick, Nick and the Accountable actually came on, what was it, 30 days before COVID shutdown? Yeah, right before. Uh, it was right before. Because um, I remember I took my family on a vacation, and I, I went on a family vacation in 2020, which a lot of people can't say, but we went to Disney in January. And by the time I got back, the whole world went nuts. Um uh, and when we were leaving, we were starting to see signs that they thought it was, um, no, you know, that, that, that cruise ship flew, you know, uh, oh, yeah. started to see signs, but like we literally got out at the tail end of it or else obviously my wife would have never allowed us to go <laughs> to Disney. <laughs> um, but you know, that's when we started to communicate with e accountable and initially we, we, we needed someone to help clean us up, um, yeah. Our campaigns were kind of, um, and I needed to get more involved too. So to give credit, uh, you know, to not give put blame, I needed to get more involved in how the campaigns were being set up. Um, and by that time, I had a year underneath of my belt with Amazon, and I knew how, wow, unique it was. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you wake up one day, your listing's down. Okay, what? Well, your listing's down, it's an acne item, and it's being given a pesticide warning. And I'm like, what? And mm -hmm. I don't know, it doesn't matter if you're 100% right, it's gonna take 
48 hours to figure this out. So you're going to lose 48 hours of sales because someone hit a button. So that's what I mean about how scary I need. You need guidance. You 100% need the proper guidance or, um, and I still meet lots of people because I also was a consultant for about four years prior to coming to Sheffield. I still meet lots of people who go, well, what would you recommend? And I have that consultant mindset of like, I'll help them. I'm like, well, you got to get someone like any accountable. You got to get someone who knows uh, who's the pathfinder for you, who's also the uh, administrator for you, who who's going to, you know, where, I mean, Nick, how many things we've got going on now? We've got uh, shipping issues. Um, you know, uh, Amazon said we prefer you to use our preferred uh, shipper and, and, and they point us to a shipper that then no longer is shipping the Amazon, you know? So, and, and without someone there to help and say, well, this is what you do. You do this, you, you open this case, you do this, you do this, you do this. And then Matt, which is really crazy about Amazon, all that frustration, and then it's magically gone. You know, <laughs> it's populating. And, and you want to say, well, what, how did it happen? What, wait, so we, no, it doesn't matter. Shut up, just keep it going. Okay. All right. All right. Good. And that's the craziness of it. And that's a very unfamiliar world with me, even though I spent close to 20 years at developing uh, health and beauty products for uh, retailers. That is, it's a great story. Just the way that you, cause I feel like there's a ton of manufacturers and businesses and brands out there that are, that were in the same boat as you and, and haven't made this shift yet. They're trying to figure out, especially with the pandemic, what how do they transition to e-commerce you made some really good decisions that you're ahead of the curve for most manufacturers in terms of your decision to get on amazon and focus on amazon and then you made a great decision working with e-accountable to help you i mean you need someone to that's been there that's doing all of this stuff because it is complicated there's so many things they don't tell you about oh your images have to be perfect and your listings yeah. and your descriptions would be great and you're yeah. where, where are you focusing your head's been there's so much to it but I, I want to talk, I want to transition to talk about um, your partnership with the accountable, but first I've got a question for you because when this is, I think this is something that a lot of manufacturers don't realize is before you came on Amazon, were people selling your products? I mean, were because people will, if you're not, if you don't own your space, people will yeah. buy your products in the shelves and sell them on Amazon and misrepresent your brand. Well, we have a, 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 a brand uh, called Dr. Sheffield uh, Natural Toothpaste. And mm. Sheffield Pharmaceutical, when I got there, uh, the basic idea for it came up between our head of sales, Todd, and our CEO, Jeff. And uh, it's absolutely in the same building uh, as D Dr. Sheffield started his practice in 1850. So wow. he's the inventor of toothpaste. This came out after we did, literally all we had to do was go up in the attic to even find the original um, copyright. Hmm. Uh, so there's, it was a wonderful story, but at that time, Sheffield was also doing a lot of private label, comparable items, and it had the name Dr. Sheffield on it. So when we did this premium toothpaste and put it on Amazon, you could also search Dr. Sheffield and uh, 4.99 acne cream would show up, uh, mm. comparable to clear Clarisil. Uh, and then there was a ton of it. So that was also guidance we needed. 
So mm. uh, we also had to shut down. Uh, we had a lot of third party people selling our stuff, even at retail. And we had to, we had to send out letters officially saying, I, uh, you know, our agreement, you know, it's, it's within our agreement to shut this down. Uh, we're shutting it down. You're no longer going to be allowed to sell, you know, but that took a while to, to, under, to get it, you know, with proper brand registry, you know, mm-hmm. brand registry back in the day was kind of a joke in my opinion, because I still remember uh, being on the phone with Amazon saying, yeah, this is what you need to do. You need to take a photo of the product in your hand, the front of it and the back of it and email it to this. And I said, and that's going to prove I own it. <laughs> I'm like, you, then I've got a Tylenol bottle in my hand and I'm going to shut them down. And yeah. let, so it was very early days in my opinion um, uh, trying to make sense of it. And, and I, now it's, now I luckily it's a joke because they're very due diligent about it. Now, you, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're contacting your law, your lawyer who helped mm-hmm. you with the trademark. Uh, and that links up. And now I can block other people from selling my item because I can prove within their own guidelines. Cause again, it's it, Amazon's like a sovereign country. It's their rules. Yeah, absolutely. We've been also hurt by their rules uh, Mm -hmm. because they were too broad. You know, Uh, you know. I'm trying to remember the one where. uh, Oh, uh, it got it got so anal before. It's like we have this wonderful brand called uh, Tanner's Tasty Toothpaste. It's a wonderful kids' uh, toothpaste with all these great flavors, Um, and um, because someone who was we allowed to sell it as a third party didn't have the apostrophe on the word tanners they considered it a different trademark Ugh. so you know it's the, it's hours and hours and hours of being on the phone to address that type of stuff to get to the right person and then normally when you do get to the right person it, it gets fixed because that's that weird miracle thing of like you don't think you've made progress and then you wake up the following day and it's live and you're the full owner. And what do you want to do now? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow. Um, but to, to an earlier observation you made, most manufacturers out there, I'm very happy with the, the aggressive nature behind how we've pushed on Amazon from the CEO, Jeff Davis down, uh, to our production team, making sure we have everything stickered. I just, it's a group effort. Uh, and, and, you know, cause if, if we don't have anything to give Nick to do, like, then Nick's report is we're out of stock, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> that's as simple as it is. Like, you want to help me out here? Uh, yeah. so that's all great. But the average manufacturer, in my opinion is woefully ignorant as as someone who owns a, um, an insurance company on how to sell products on Amazon, uh, mm-hmm. because because I'm a re- I come from a retail background and now I've worked on the manufacturing side, which is by just very by the way I just need to educate you. Going from a retailer to being on the manufacturing side is a painfully different side of the world, uh, even though they seem linked. It's painfully different, um, and the average manufacturer is like, well, like, 
Like if you, I still remember the day, uh, and, I, and everyone internally at Sheffield had to be educated too. So this was like a much, again, every step of the way had to be an education. Uh, so yeah, I opened up an account on Amazon and, and I just got okay to ship my first shipment. Oh, so how many units? 10, 10,000, 10, 10 cases, 10. Mm -hmm. Wait, what? But that's how you start. And then I started to really see, um, a world where no one communicated to a manufacturer correctly. No one did. And, and the, what I mean by that is they didn't communicate how from a deadlift spot, how long it's going to take and what, what's the steady pressure and for how long before you get to a gravy spot, a, a sweet spot. Mm -hmm. And because, because if they didn't, People like your carnival would come, and I, I guarantee they could tell your story after story. And people come in and say, "Oh, okay. So what do we do? About like fifty thousand a month? Uh, mm -hmm. so, okay, you received it on Tuesday. So what? By Friday, you know?" <laughs> and when they hit that world of naiveness, these are very smart people in the manufacturing world. They know how to get move a lot of product and sell it into a lot of big retailers. When they hit that ignorant, that that naive wall. I can't imagine how many people then just head south. Say, this is a massive waste of time. I'm not doing it. And we've mm -hmm. seen that on our end. I mean, we've seen brands that we work with or, or manu really manufacturers who are trying to build brands who are immediately shy away once they realize the difficulties it's going to take and what's going to actually be required here and how it's not a quick, you know, from zero to 50,000 in sales. It just, mm. you know, you there are ways to get there. And if you've got the right product and you've got the branding and there's things, that, you know, everything's working in your favor, it's possible, sure. But most, you know, most companies, that's not happening. And I do see that a lot, especially from the manufacturer side where uh, there is that naiveness um, to coming on Amazon and thinking it will be the same. And let alone any poor small brand company or that convinced the, um, you know, their financial backers. Uh, yeah. How quickly something will go because I don't know one. Um, I always forget the term for these guys, like uh, investment companies. Uh, they're going to want to double it in a year. They're going to want to triple it in a year, and they're going in the wrong direction. You need to have a long term. Because the one thing I, I, I'm happy to report to anyone in this that wants to know i'm happy to report we as long as we stayed steady pressure on spend we've grown mm -hmm. so um a huge company may see and but this is also why i think it's it's perfect for a smaller company because a huge company so in retail i saw this all the time so let's say advil advil's money maker was like capsules and and pills. So if they tried to do something different, it wasn't worth it for them. It just wasn't like there was in most brands, even if they have five or six items, there's really one hero item. It's the reason that they're even there. 
uh, and that's their money maker. So they 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 shy away from doing really different stuff, uh, even though it would be nice because it will only make them a couple hundred thousand a year instead of the million that their hero does. Well, for a smaller guy, that couple of hundred thousand looks really good. So mm -hmm. that's why Amazon is a better fit for the products that technically don't fit in retail. You know, because yeah. I've been through hundreds of walkthroughs at retail. And I was just literally talking to a friend about this where um, I know it's going to be a, an odd, odd topic product, but it's like it was uh, um, breastfeeding cream for moms. And there was an argument at retail that, it, well, it doesn't fit in baby because it's for mom. Mm. And where does it go? Well, I know where they're going to attempt to do this. This is a skin condition. So they're going to attempt to put it in first aid where it would die. So, but that's where, okay, there's plenty of those little pockets in a category where people have find it very tough to put it in. And that's where Amazon is perfect for because people aren't looking for a brand. They're looking for a solution. Mm -hmm. And they're searching solution-based. And, um, you know, all of that stuff comes into play. So... Um, that's why that type of stuff, Amazon again, becomes perfect for it. And, you know, that is the type of thing where I can't find it at retail. Let me look on Amazon, you know? And yeah. And I think that's the perfect mesh point with like bringing on a agency like E accountable and working with Nick, because they know, yeah. they understand that world of targeting keywords, you right. know, and targeting and getting your product in front of the right audience. So Nick, when, Tell us, tell us a little bit about the, how they came on. So Sheffield came on with you guys and just sort of what has that looked like? Where, where has that taken them on Amazon? What have you been able to do for them? To work with yeah, them? absolutely. I mean, you know, uh, Sheffield was a, a client that was referred by a, another client of ours. Um, we got on the phone with, as Mike mentioned, their CEO and Mike and um, started, you know, kind of started having that conversation about, well, what do you guys want to do? What's the goal here? Um, discussing strategies and, and how we make this work. And so, you know, we, we kind of kicked off and within a few weeks, COVID hit, right? And that was a huge shift to everything we were looking to do. Um, but our, our philosophy stayed the same of, we have a goal to grow and we wanna grow profitably and we wanna grow effectively. Um, so the first few months there, you know, things were, you know, we were seeing, I'd call it small to medium growth growth month over month, right? But, you know, you're talking, you know, 20%, um, which is, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But as we were moving towards the late end of the summer, we started to uh, see some bigger volume, started to see our bestseller rank starting to improve, right? And we're in, you know, our top product was in the toothpaste category. We were moving from 90 to closer to 80 or 70. We then made a decision and actually this was through the uh, recommendation of Brock, who's on your team and who's our direct contact at Solozo. Um, we were talking about ranking campaigns. So top of search, you know, high focused keyword campaigns, one keyword, one product, push it up the page strategies. Um, we started to notice that, you know, the keywords that we would go after are keywords that, you know, like a Tom's toothpaste would go after as well. Right. Uh, fluoride free toothpaste, natural toothpaste, organic mm -hmm. toothpaste. Right. Terms that are really a great fit for a product like Dr. Sheffield's, um, but also that have competition. 
but also have high volume. So these are high volume keywords that get searched well and that we've proven that we've converted on. So we made an executive decision, I believe it was in August, as a team to say, we're gonna commit to aggressive paid search through ranking campaigns. We're gonna use Solozo to support us on, mm. the, on the advertising efforts, ensuring that we're getting the, you know, the daily bid updates, the negative keyword mining, all the important things that while we're focused on the big strategy, the Solozo tool is able to knock out, uh, I guess, I won't call it the, the grunt work of it, but the, the things that are incredibly important that take someone like me a lot of time to do. Right. So incredibly valuable to have that as we're as we're starting to grow this. And, you know, as you'd kind of expect, the first two months when you're running these high aggressive ranking campaigns with again high spend, uh, the ROAS didn't look good. It didn't look good. Right. The ROAS was below a one to one. We were our net profit was about break even because we were just being so aggressive. I said though, right? And you guys know this better than anyone. We have to stay the course. Once you commit to this kind of strategy, you stay the course and you watch your organic rankings improve because for those out there who aren't aware, these ranking campaigns are designed to move you up the page organically. Amazon has a flywheel effect where when you spend uh, paid advertising dollars, you can see a direct effect on your organic rankings, which subsequently affects your organic sales, which affects total sales. Um, what we started to see was sales were really after that two month mark, it was right around 60 days. I'd say we started to see a big jump in sales. Uh, we were moving much closer to 80, 90, hundred percent growth. Uh, we were seeing our bestseller rank jump up from 70 to 50 to into the forties. Um, this all happened over the, and we're still doing it today. Um, we're, you know, that campaign is still at a, about a one-to-one, -one, probably less. I think it's close to a 0.9 ROAS. It's never been profitable when you look at just paid search or paid spend, excuse me, to paid sales. However, right, the total sales have improved so dramatically that net profit has gone up, their ranking has gone up, their, to their total sales have greatly improved, um, and it's become much more, again, profitable. So, uh, that was a strategy that we use specifically for a brand like Sheffield that again, comes from that manufacturing world of how do we focus on our shelf space? Where do we, how do we get in front of the most important audiences? And it was a perfect fit and we've continued to do it today. And, um, you know, I think now we're, we're in the high twenties for bestseller rank and we're number two on Amazon behind Tom's, uh, for natural toothpaste. And when we started, we were at, you know, maybe 10th or 11th in that category. I like how you got aggressive with the ranking category or the ranking campaign because you're, you're selling a product that people are going to rebuy and repurchase and, and, and not focusing just on a one-off purchase. And that's where I think some sellers get it kind of stuck on, especially with their products as a consumable. And I know I've talked about it before on the podcast, but uh, when, when you're trying to rank a product, especially a consumable, you know, you, you've got a little bit more wiggle room there because you're trying to get that customer first to get those sales in to, to continue to rank with the with the category. So anybody out there, ranking campaigns, you know, Nick touched on it, single keyword, high spend, uh, high budget, uh, you know, you'll move up the rank faster by doing that. Yeah, I mean, it, it, and having, listen, I did everything that I think a logical person would have done. I, I YouTube the hell out of every um, 18 year old strategy on how to sell on Amazon. 
and that got to a certain truth. Um, and then, you know, when you really stop being competitive, I mean, the, the space we're in, well, again, we, we, I started out with like $400 the first month, you know, um, and we're at a pace now. If I, if I took this month's sales and time times them over the next 12 months, I, it'd be 2.8 million in business. Okay. Nice. So, but th that's over a three year stretch. So, um, if you want to be up, because I always heard, you know, do you want to make money on Amazon or do you want to really rapidly grow sales? Uh, because the spend yeah, two different things. It is. It yeah. is tremendously two different things. Uh, and and that's that's what again, I just always focus on, you know, the naive manufacturer out there who just doesn't know this. Uh, I, I'll be honest, there's a whole business just in that educating them with their language, uh, mm -hmm. don't, telling them that it's going to be a deadlift start, uh, meaning you may or may not have product that people are aware of, uh, that it, this is how long it's going to take. And this is how, this is how long you may be upside down, but at the end of it, here's the prize. So what do you want to do? Uh, mm -hmm. and then, Oh, by the way, you're going to be able to monitor this every second of every day unlike anything you can do at retail, unlike anything close. Uh, and Celzo sell, is, it, it, all of those stuff are available to us to make sure that, um, you know, uh, Nick gets calls from us all the time. Well, why, why have we been upside down on this for seven days? Well, you know, there's lots of manufacturers out there. Listen, they're willing to spend the money. They just don't have the education, you know, and, and, the, and there are no classes for this. You know? And a and a tool like Solozo, I mean, I have I have several clients, not just Sheffield, um, that will literally use Solozo daily to see the SKU level and account level profitability. As you guys know, there is, I mean, to do that on your own within Amazon, it's not. First of all, it's not even possible because you can't add those cost of goods and the inbound shipping fees, right? Um, and even if you had a tool, it'd be, it, it's not going to display as well as, as a tool like Solozo. So I have clients who tell me all the, I was literally on a call the other day with a client, not Sheffield. And they were mentioning, I, no, I showed no them the one tool. Cares, Nick. No one cares. Well, <laughs> not not no as one. important. Yeah, not exactly. as important. A lesser important client was telling me. There you um, go. <laughs> that's better. Uh, I showed him the tool because their CEO was on and he was curious about what was going on on Amazon. Show me the tool. And uh, I mean, he was stunned. I mean, he was stunned by how cool it was and what it could do. That's awesome. I don't. I think Michael just left us there for a second, but he'll be he'll be back on, I'm sure. But uh, just to continue and to go on this, uh, and and we'll get Michael's opinion when he comes back in. But I think it's really fascinating just talking about this. Um, how and and I think for people like you, Nick, and me and Chris, we're we're in the Amazon world every day. I mean, we under we we this these are conversations we have every single day. But for a lot of businesses, they don't realize they would be scared to death if you said, "Hey, do you want to do a ranking campaign where you're going to be unprofitable on your ad spend for uh, a while?" They'd be like, "Why on earth we do that?" They don't they don't understand that flywheel effect of how you know once you've ranked high for a keyword that's organic, I mean, the sales could be 10 times what you've ever imagined uh, what by getting up there. And it's just growing and growing. 
So I think it's really cool that that the relationship that you've had now with this company, what you've been able to do. I mean, it's, it's cool listening to Michael talk. I mean, he's obviously passionate. He's obviously done a lot of of the dirty work trying to really learn uh, Amazon and I mean, forward thinking, but bringing you on, I think it's just, I mean, to get someone to design that strategy is so, it's so effective. And, and not every strategy is the same, right? Not every client, you know, a ranking campaign makes sense or, you know, uh, I'd say, you know, with the ranking campaigns specifically, there's two pieces to it. It's, it's one is, you know, the client needs to be willing to hear us out on why this approach works, right? Just like you said, it's very, uh, it's very difficult for, especially someone who comes from the manufacturing world uh, to see, okay, I need to spend this much upfront to, to get the volume long-term um, and this is how it kind of plays out, right? So they have to be willing to, and open to hear that. And the other piece is, and you know, I, I think you guys would probably agree. I mean, a lot of what we do is education, teaching, mm -hmm. teaching clients, teaching people about these strategies and why it's important, not just how it works, but why we do it. Um, you know, and again, there's, you know, there's tons of other strategies, a team like eAccountable, we, you know, that we utilize for clients and it depends on what they want to do, right? I mean, are you brand focused? Are you, are you looking to build awareness? Are you looking to protect? Is it, are you the market leader? Uh, are you a challenger brand? Are you a startup? I mean, we'll work with brands across the board, ranging from, you know, no sales to, you know, millions in sales a month. And it just, every strategy is different, but the concept is the same of how do we get your products in front of as many people as possible, which essentially means how do we get your products onto the top of page one? For your most valuable searches. Absolutely, yeah. And and Michael, I know you popped out there for a second. Yeah. Sorry, glad about to, that. <laughs> sorry, glad to be back. Um, but what I mentioned to Nick, and I love your perspective on this, um, is I, I a typical manufacturing company or you in your shoes when you were uh, started working with Nick, the concept of like a ranking campaign, just to get, wrap your mind around. Hey, why don't we spend a whole lot of money, potentially unprofitably, for a while on this ad campaign, and this is the potential result you can get? That would that have been anything that would ha you would have done if you hadn't have been working with like any accountable, or would have been potentially approved? Um, well, if if I was, we were working with the accountable, maybe uh, the predecessor to who we were working with. Uh, also had to deal with our our naive nature, you know. So mm -hmm. because we felt we weren't like, listen, some of the things that we just didn't think were based in reality, uh, logistic logistic common sense. We're like, hey, if you do this for this period of time, this will happen. Instinctually, it, it went against our grain, mm -hmm. you know. Um, it took us a long time, uh, you know, we were fighting ourselves in the beginning because we were trying to do this in the most cost-effective way um, and we were nervous about, and it was also at the early beginning of Sheffield willing to do different new stuff um, and test it out, you know? Uh, and then, it, so, it, 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 and frankly, we didn't know how important a ranking campaign was. Mm -hmm. You know, we didn't know how important that is. You know, I mean, um, like one of the most valuable things. So I think about all the things that have gone on and I look back and I look at it and I go, 
uh, I would have liked to have seen this as a case study a year ago. You know, yeah. uh, like like when you look at because now we're educated enough to, uh, to know, well, here's our seals. Here's our net. And it's going to be this for a while. And then it's going to do this. And then it's going to do this. Mm -hmm. And that's going to take this much on average, this much time. While we wouldn't have been obsessing every day as it went this and that we would have understood mm -hmm. that that's what's going to happen. And, you know, poor Nick, we were going to be saying, saying we don't get, we don't believe it. We don't believe it. <laughs> I, we had those talks. I remember we, we, we had many of those talks, many of those talks in those first two months that I mentioned earlier. I mean, there were constant conversations where it was, you know, Nick, this isn't working. We got to turn this off, Nick. This is, you know, and and I totally get it, right? I mean, you know, when you come from that world and you're looking at sales going, you know, sales aren't moving and you're spending way more and your net profits going down. I mean, that's not working, no doubt. I mean, you know, so it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure that one out. But on Amazon specifically, it is so unique how this flywheel works that you, if you commit to it, and the key word is commit, right? You have to commit to it. And the best way, if anyone out there is curious about it, all you got to do, just open up an incognito window every morning so you don't have your, your cookies in there and just watch your rankings as you're doing this. Just, just note where you're ranked on organic search. So if it's fluoride-free toothpaste, okay, I'm number 92 today. Now today, the next day I'm number 84. Now I'm 72. Maybe I go up one day back to 83, right? And you just watch it as a trend. And if once you move closer to that number one organic spot, you will see sales go up. So long as you picked the right keyword that you will convert well on. You can't pick, right? If we're selling toothpaste, we can't pick the word iPhone. There may be a lot of volume for the term iPhone, but Amazon is you know, clearly smart enough to know that that's not something we're gonna convert well on and it's just not gonna work. So you have to be smart about the keyword you pick and you have to commit to the process. And it was yeah. the committing part that that just scared us because, listen, uh, uh, and, and probably our egos gotten away. We we're extremely intelligent about brand development and product development for retailers. We've got decades and decades and decades of experience that if someone, listen, someone who is solely sold on Amazon wants to come in into the retail world, then I can act. <laughs> I, I could sit there and say, oh, brother, you, there's 7,000 landmines and I, I can draw you a map and I can, you know, I can, I can explain to you the intricacies of every little thing and why, you know, like there is a logical reason why. But I, in the beginning, I always said, I just want to find that person who knows that for Amazon because I know they're out there now. Are they running their own business or are they doing it for themselves? Because why would they want to give this stuff away for free? <laughs> I don't know. Um, so it, it, was, it was hugely challenging in the beginning. It, you know, and we went through months of, uh, this isn't that valid. But one thing I kept noticing the whole trip was the only difference between us saying, wow, this doesn't look right. And wow, this is doing pretty good. was time, time and pressure. You know, Nick applies the pressure and we got to give it time. <laughs>
you know i mean that's that's about that's that's it um but again manufacturers are normally run by extremely left brain production minded folk and they need to be they need to be uh but when a manufacturer wants to take control of their future and start to develop their own brands and start to sell their products in more of a non-retail setting um they got to take a step back and learn you know mm -hmm. and i think uh you know sheffield has, has done that um even if it, it was a bloody fight to learn it <laughs> you know um you know uh, listen I, I i'm happy that I, I i just looked at our account and i said well what's the last 30 days well if i timed that by 12 months i'm like oh my god this is 2.8 million in sales i'm like that's pretty good but i also know there's so many there's so many even retailers out there i mean uh, manufacturers out there if i said that to they still may be naive to think yeah, no it's not 2.8 million in our pocket mm -hmm. uh this is what this is the cost of doing business with amazon this is this this is that this is this this is that this is this and then it's like oh so you're wondering why it's hard to make money off of your your ointment that's two dollars and 99 cents yeah well, there's, there's, there's so much into this world of understanding you need to know to make smart decisions because in the product development world and the, listen we are far from a bulk of what's on amazon now we are not using uh you know we're not buying stuff and then selling frames and doubling the price and we make a buck out of it you know what i mean we're not doing that we are trying to craft our own products to fit the need of customers on Amazon uh, and brands. Um, and we have a bunch of older brands that do very well because they have existing clients, but we're also trying the deadlift approach where we're starting from scratch and that takes time. So, uh, and all of these tools are there to, uh, you know, that's where the left brainers should be excited because you'll be able to measure this every step of the way. The problem is I don't think there's enough real Amazon experts out there because everyone's an Amazon expert. And <laughs> I found very little people who actually are because even Nick will tell you, you're constantly learning. Anyone calls himself an Amazon yeah. expert is usually a sign that they're not. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah. Well you know, said. I consider myself a retail expert that only occupies about 70% of my knowledge. Retail is changing rapidly right now, you know? So, um, you know, it's funny. I had a, and, th and this is how everyone is, the pandemic has probably pointed people more towards Amazon than ever before. I had, I was trying to get a, a quote on a paving project. And my, the paving guy said, what do you do for a living? And I said, well, I do this. I mainly focus on product, health and beauty products on Amazon, yada, yada, yada. He goes, oh, my son's doing that. Yeah, he's given this Amazon expert $35,000 on the West Coast. Oh, no. <laughs> and, and he has to sign something where he opens a line of credit with them. And I'm sitting there looking at him going, holy shit. <laughs> I'm like... And then, and then because I have a business side to me, I'm like, maybe I can give this guy enough knowledge where he does my paving for free. You know? <laughs> like, maybe we can work something out. But it was the, you know, he's like, well, there's risk involved in everything. I said, well, well yeah. But there's also something called calculated risk. And that's mm -hmm. why I know, like, 
there's going to be tons of people that find really bad advice. There's going to be tons of people. That's why going to an agency that focuses on it, paying them it. And, and in the beginning, paying them may, may seem like you're in the hole. I don't like, they don't know what they don't know. That's a favorite turn of mine term of mine. You don't know what you don't know. Even the smartest people, I don't care if you're a freaking Einstein, if there's something you're unaware of, nothing can help you unless you're aware of it. So you got to go to the right people. You got to do the legwork to understand what can help, the tools that can help. Uh, and Salozo, uh, uh, E-Accountable. Um, and you got to be willing to do your own work. I mean, I've watched way too many videos and participated in way too many seminars. And yeah, some of them, I halfway through it, I'm like, yeah, this is nothing. This is nothing new. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they're trying to reach the uh, the retirees who are selling frames and can make us. I'm like, all right, I'm out. Uh, but you, you got to try. You got to lift up all the rocks um, because what is wonderful, you can't look at it negatively that, well, you can't take a class in this to perfect it. That's awesome because mm -hmm. that means you have an edge. This isn't a canned thing that um, that anyone can do, you know. Uh, and someone like Sheffield, who's perfectly situated in, in 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 medium enough to be able to do the small enough runs necessary to get started on on a deadlift program, and then support it. You know, listen. If I didn't get commitment from the CEO all the way down, this would have been a wasted venture. Mm -hmm. You know, this would have been wasted, but, you know, Jeff made it a priority uh, and we put a lot of effort behind it, but we also knew it, it just took time. You know, yeah. we're excited to see where it goes from here. I really like a lot of those things that you, you said, I mean, and this is something where Chris and I, we talk to people in the Amazon space all the time. I know Nick does as well. And it, it's, always changing there in like i love how you said there is no experts there aren't and there's so many things to be an expert in there's images there's listings yep, optimizing, yep. optimizing those optimizing your logistics optimizing inventory i mean there's a billion things that you got to do but just what you said uh, so i i was out there so i have an ear for this when i hear someone just saying some modern trendy catchy thing when they're selling their services. I have an ear for it uh, because I used to have to do it. <laughs> so I know when I'm, and I made sure ethically, I said, I'm only gonna be selling my services that I relevantly believe I'm an expert in. I'm not gonna sell it on this, but there's so many people who are billing themselves as like you said, those experts. I really do feel bad because sometimes when I ran a consultancy and I did branding and, and product development for, you know, get people, I used to call it, get them ready for prime time, get them ready for retailers. What scared me was a lot of these guys would come to me and they already have blown $300,000 in all of the wrong places. Mm -hmm. they, they were sold a bill of goods and, and, and they're already trying to talk my price down in the old days. And I went, well, if you can't afford me, there's no way you're going to afford the retailers. So I kind of think you should just stop now. <laughs> you know, why don't you start saving some money? But I was just shocked with the amount of people out there that were spending all the money in the wrong places because unfortunately they were listening to uneducated people that were just trying to make a buck off of them, mm -hmm. you know? Um, 
And I and Amazon, like I, I don't know how many shows I've been to where someone comes up and says, "I got an Amazon guy." Uh, oh, he's my nephew. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, good. Unless he's a savant, then I want his number. You know, I, well, if he's a savant, I want his number on on Amazon. You know, because I'm not. I'm also. I'm also not going to say that that couldn't come from there. <laughs> so no. if someone has cracked a code. I want to know, but there's also people in the early days, you know, I knew they were doing black hat stuff. You know, their products were rising very rapidly on Amazon. And, you know, you would see that they launched 12 months ago. They got 10,000 reviews. Really? Mm. Really? All right. Okay. That makes complete sense. Uh, And I, I wanted Amazon to catch up, which I think they did to some extent, um, you know, for you to be approved for certain categories. I'm like, this, how, how did, how did, how, 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 since we're a legit pharmaceutical company that's been around for 170 years, how are we get still in a delay to get approved for a category when this guy who does it out of his garage just got approved? Mm-hmm. I don't get that, you know? It's not so, all equal. It isn't, it isn't. So, but it's what we're dealing with this this massive other al- al- algorithm uh, software storm called Amazon, uh, and you know what? When it works, it's beautiful, absolutely oh, yeah. beautiful. It's it's not uh, nothing unlike. It's awesome. <laughs> nothing like you're it. Right. You're absolutely right about that. Um, do- Real quick, just just I know we've taken a lot of your guys' time, and we really appreciate all this. But Nick, I want to just real quick just touch on uh, if you could just real briefly, yeah. How how does how do you utilize Solozo to help manage? Because I know you're managing a lot for Sheffield and PPC and automating is just a little part of it. But how does how does utilizing Solozo help you manage their company better? Well, as a full service Amazon agency, you know, it, our hand is in a lot of places. Um, and kind of like we've been just talking about, I mean, it's hard for us to be experts in everything and, and be able to tackle everything perfectly. Um, when you've got products getting blocked, when you've got, uh, you know, pricing changes that need to be get made, content updates, store page revamps, uh, you know, doing the, the busy work that's required uh, and keyword required to succeed in Amazon advertising, it just takes too much time. Um, so having a tool like Solozo that has AI learning um, that can automate the uh, keyword transfers from automatic campaigns to manual campaigns, same thing with ASINs, so that automatic ASIN transfer, uh, utilizing um, their target ROAS goals that they can set, uh, setting those cost per click bids, you know, creating all those pieces of it, the negative keywords, the daily bid adjustments, it's critical. Uh, I mean, I can't emphasize it enough. It's critical to use a tool like that uh, for an agency like ours, where we're focused so much on strategy, a tool like Solozo can come in and be incredibly tactical for us. Uh, And really, I mean, you know, it does move the needle significantly. I mean, there's no doubt about, I mean, I've had campaigns that we'll set up, we'll turn on the Solozo optimizer, set our target cost per click, set that target ACOS goal, and 
just kind of let it run for a little bit. And I mean, the results are incredible because that AI learning knows exactly what it's doing. It gets smarter. It ups bids where they need to get up. It downs bids where they need to get down. Um, and it just maximizes the opportunity. So our clients, every client we have, we use Solozo for from a paid search perspective. And for those that want to share the admin login, uh, which most do, uh, we love showing them the product view and the account dashboard that can highlight your profitability your and your margins on Amazon with everything coming into it. So when you bring in, because the Solozo tool allows you to add those cost of goods and the inbound shipping fees, we can see, okay, this is actually what you're getting out of Amazon. $20,000 in profit, your margin's 22%, right? Healthy. Um, I, I mean, I have clients who just are in love with that piece of it. Or the latter. Well, this is or the latter. Like the latter is because here's the interesting thing about Amazon to me. You can do your data research. So, okay. Um, again, you, you look at a category like acne and maybe there's three or four items in there that aren't national brands. And that's what a small guy gets excited right? Because it's like, well, there's an opportunity for smaller brands to get in. But if you launched and you realize the real truth and you can only launch it, do it like three months in when you realize the cost of breaking into the top four is going to be too expensive for me. So you can analyze very quickly. Then I miscalculated on this category and then you can stop. Like that's what I'm getting at is the latter is you can quickly get the data to say, I'm not going to have the stomach for this for the next six months if this goes this way. Um, and then you have like e-accountables of guidance. Well, Mike, we're at a down thing now, but because we're spending a lot, but let's wait 30 days to figure it out. And then if at that 30 day mark, then we can decide to, to throttle back and, and see if that works or this, this is not going to be our item. Yep. This isn't and we, we look at it both ways. I mean, our team will look at uh, when the margins are low or they're ineffective, right? We'll, we'll make adjustments to our paid search strategy based on what Solozo provides us. So we love how the account piece of it with the profitability, we can then utilize that for how we. Uh... Uh oh, I think we lost Nick. <laughs> and a very <laughs> flattering freeze. Yeah, <laughs> freeze. Well, it's, it's all right anyway. I think this has been uh, just a really fun conversation, a really nice sort of case study in just the mm -hmm. collaboration and the partnerships between a manufacturer and an agency and the software they use. Uh, yeah. and, and that's that's what it's all about. And so I really can't thank you guys enough for coming on. Uh, Michael, it was great to, to talk with you, learn your story. Yeah, uh, it was way, fun. Way to be forward thinking. I mean, you're, you're out there and you're forward thinking on uh, – on how to take your your company to the next level and utilize you know to go on Amazon. So it's real. This has been really really good conversation, and I Excellent. appreciate it. Um, we'll have to maybe we'll do this again uh, down the road, and we'll just keep updated on the progress. Yeah, it'll be great. I'm I'll, I'm up for it. So yeah, <laughs> perfect. Thanks well, guys. Thank you, thank you for joining on, and uh, thanks everyone for listening. If you like more content like this. Please subscribe to the two Amazon sellers in a microphone podcast. Leave us a review. You can comment a lot. You can follow us live stream on Solozo's Facebook channel and YouTube channel. So subscribe to those pages and turn on your notifications so you can see when we go live. It's a blast. Michael, 
Nick, thanks so much. And we'll be back at this again on Monday.